This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Known and Never podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Bromley, and what a weekend it was at Turf Moor. The Clarets falling 5-0 to title chasers Arsenal. Things turned at the weekend, fans turning on each other, fans turning on the team, on the manager, on the board, and a real toxic atmosphere as the crowds left Turf Moor before the final whistle in droves. What does this mean for the Clarets? What has happened to us this season? Who's to blame? Who needs to stay in a job and who doesn't? I am joined by regular panellists Rich Steele and Robbie Kopak to dissect what on earth happens next to the Clarets. Does company get to keep his job? Who goes and who stays at the end of the season? How do we preserve our Premier League status? And is there a chance there's only seven points to play for to get us out of the relegation zone? Let's see what we think. Don't forget to subscribe to those of you who don't already. And without further ado, let's go. Gentlemen, welcome to this week's podcast. It's a very different feel and attitude both amongst the fan base and amongst content creators and all of us here at, at Known and Ever. It's been a difficult season full stop anyway. Uh, we've not had much to talk about in terms of successes and celebration and positive things. Um, but this weekend, a corner was turned. Um, there has been a monumental shift, I would suggest, in attitudes from the fans and the club and the players, and it felt like something happened at the weekend. Um, Rich, I'm going to come to you first, as I tend to do. Um, let's kick us off, really, with, I guess, before we talk on to the wider things, just a summary of what happened on the pitch. A really difficult game. Never were we ever really in the game, I don't think. Um, you know, facing a talented strike force and a very talented squad who are pushing for the title this year, Um but as we've seen so many times this season, a complete training exercise for them and not not a game that we really made them try. Um, talk us through, I guess, the manner of the defeat. Yeah, so good evening, Nat. Good evening, listeners. 
Um, no, stop it. I'm not. Do you know what? I knew you were going to do this to me. Listeners, <laughs> he knows, right? He knows that that, that is my pet here. I don't shorten my name ever. I'm Natalie. I'm not a gnat. And these two Muppets on this podcast tonight, we set up recording for 7.30. They decided they were ready at 10 past seven and then absolutely like, peppered me with messages saying, come on, come on, come on, come on. I get on for 20 past and they just deciding to tell me abuse. So be gone with you, Rich Steele. Yeah, so we've got us. We've, we've we've got to start with a little bit yeah, of like we artistry, we? we're not. And <laughs> my expense, thanks. <laughs> what made me laugh on Saturday was for the game. So obviously we conceded the early goal, and uh, you know we can analyse it, and I'm sure we will. Because of the turnstile fiasco, some fella got oh. into his. So so in the where where I sit in the James Argreaves upper, I don't know if it was lower. They were doing like body searches and, and stuff no, like that. No, really? But listen, oh it God. is what it is. You know, the lads have got to do the job and, and whatnot. Um, it was a bit like that Twitter. Have you seen that Twitter video where that old fella's doing the searches and he's not properly searching? Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a bit like, oh, la, like, la, 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 yeah, yeah, off you go. But anyway, so the fella, he's a really nice guy. So the fellow who sits in front of me just turned around. He's like, hey, Rich, you're all right. And I said, oh, well, yeah, I'm not doing too, too, too good. We're one nil down. And he's looked at the screen and he's gone, can I? And yeah, I won't swear. And he's gone, oh, for F's sake. No, he hadn't realised. Because he got there like five minutes late. And I thought, doesn't that just, um, doesn't doesn't that just sum it up? Do you know what, though, about the, I'll go to the first goal first. I thought we actually started quite aggressively on the, Mm. in the vet, you know, we, we, we actually pressed them. We won the ball back. And Esther then give it away, and then it just meant they just counted us. Um, and the goal reminded me of a little bit of the one Nunes scored um, against us very early on, where they where they broke down the left hand side, yeah, pulled the ball back to the edge of the area, and obviously Nunes finished well. It's good finish by Odegaard, but like you know, you've got to have a bit more of awareness about you. You know, you know the defense are just running back and they're defending the box, but someone's got to. And I think that just sums the organization up of the group a little bit. There's nobody kind of communicating to each other to kind of no. go listen, watch other guys you know he's on the edge of the box he's the danger and so like dangerous of, listen they are a top team they are a top team you know they're, they're an outstanding side um you know they've got fantastic players but if you let them fantastic players have time on the ball and have space and you don't close them down or Suicide. you don't yeah you know and, and you don't make it difficult for them you know, they're, they're going to cut you open. And I, and I think like many games this season, you know, as soon as we can see that first goal, you kind of know what's happened. I genuinely yeah. have just got up and walked off after that first goal. I, I never, I've never, ever left. I'll be honest, so to viewers at the moment who don't know, you know, my wife's due to give birth imminently uh, as it as it stands. So I was a little bit um and ahhing about going to the game anyway on, on Saturday because I live in Wigan, just in case with her travel and whatnot. Um, yeah. And as soon as that third yeah. goal went in, I'll be honest, I was just like to my dad, listen, I just want to go home, you know, get back to my wife. I don't blame and, you. So many and, days. And stuff like that. And I've, and, and I've never left the game that early. And I think where I am with Burnley at the moment, for people who know me, you know, close, they know outside of my friends and my family, Burnley's the most important thing to me in my life. It, it's the thing that I look forward to the most yeah. from being a young kid where other people maybe would have, you know, gone spending the money on going out drinking and clubbing and different things like that. I would always save the money up to go and watch Burnley home and away. That was that was my passion. And for the first time in my life, I'm not looking forward to going to the games because I know what's going to happen. 
Um, the inevitable will happen. There's no, there's not a change in system for the manager. Um, we're just an absolute sinking ship at the moment. The players look completely like lost souls yeah. out there. Um, and it's just taking the it's just taking the enjoyment away from it a little bit. Um, I think if there was a willingness to change a little bit more from company to change tactics and we were still losing, I could kind of get on board with it a little bit more. But it's just the same thing over and over again. And I think Einstein said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And that's what it is at the moment. It's not happening, is it? No. The, the harsh side of me says the players aren't trying. That's the harsh side of me. And the kind side of me is saying that the confidence is just that short, that there's just no belief in the camp. And it's kind of like you it's just gone. stop giving yeah. that extra little percent that you need against against the Premier League side. We've yeah. had a this is the last point I'm gonna make. We've had yeah, a really, no, no, really tough, tough run of fixtures. Um, you know, we have had some hard games and then in the home games where we've been easier, you know, we've we've drew games and I think that Luton one was a real big blow. And yeah. just the belief and the belief in the club is just manager, supporters, players, it's just completely at rock bottom. Yeah, I've really never, is. And again, I can't say I watched Burnley in Division Four. I've not, I've you know, I've not really been to them really dark days. But I've watched. I started watching Burnley in League One. I've watched them even when we were struggling in the Championship. And I've like, like I mentioned to you then before, I've never not looking. I've never not looked forward to go watching a game. And these last few weeks have, have got to the point for me now where I'm doing it because I'm a fan, and it's it's just routine for me. It's just so habitual. It's just what I know. I know on a Saturday, if Burnley's at home on a Saturday. I just have to, if I'm not got something on, which I really do because I'm boring, um, I go to the games and it is getting to the point now where I'm quite glad this baby's coming. And it'll, it's a, the, the one thing I'll put it, um, if a baby was, if the baby was coming and Burnley was seventh, I'd be like, oh, oh I'm oh. going to miss the game. <laughs> kind of um, but, you know, maybe. Maybe it's not listening to this. In, in this <laughs> Maybe all those watching on YouTube are going to see you getting a clip around the ear any minute now. Oh, it, <laughs> it happens all the time. So maybe it's a blessing in disguise that baby steals coming this season and I can uh, switch off from it. Yeah, it'd be a good thing. Um, lots to unpick on that. There's a lot of points that I want to want to come back to. I'm going to bring Robbie in in a minute. Um, hilariously, when you, you were talking about the the um, Odegaard. Um, is it Odegaard? Odegaard? That's how you pronounce it. Is it Odegaard? Odegaard, yeah. Odegaard. I'm not fluent um, in Norwegian. I'm more fluent in Finnish, but I think it's Odegaard anyway. I'm more fluent in Finnish. And there, ladies and gentlemen, we From have this week's podcast. <laughs> we have this week's podcast title, I'm more fluent in Finnish. Um, so this this weekend was, um, I share your pain as well. I really wanted to, to leave the game. But this weekend, it was my nephew's 10th birthday and we took him in the box for um, his birthday present. My nephew's never not been in, the, he's never been outside of the box. And it's my fault. I've completely spoiled this child and he's got unrealistic expectations of football. But these are a generation, generation, is it the alpha, new alpha generation, what they're called, what generation alpha, the, the new under 14 year olds. They are consuming football in a completely different way now. They're not supporting clubs, they're supporting players. Um, and he's a big Messi fan, but he does like Arsenal, I think probably because his best friend at school is an Arsenal fan. And he wanted to go for his birthday. So I couldn't leave early because he was on his chair, jump, jumping up and down. And the little swine said to me before we took him down pitch side before the game and he and he got it was we were waving order guard and he waved at him and gave him the thumbs up and said hello to him which made his day and they said to me auntie natalie i want for my birthday an order guard goal in the first 10 minutes so when it happened i was like 
child, you and me are going to have words. So, yeah, I had to stay through the whole thing. There's me and my dad and Mr. Bromley were all sat there like, this is the most depressing thing ever. So, Robbie, sorry, we've kept you waiting there while while we went on a bit. I always give um, Rich the opening 20 minutes mm-hmm. to, to give his monologue and he never, he never fails to deliver. Um, I think one of the main things that I'm going to pick out first, because I think this is something that you're particularly passionate about, is when I spoke about the crowd turning and when Rich was talking about not wanting to go to the games and leaving mm-hmm. after the third goal, the ground was emptying. And I don't remember yeah. for a long time as many fans going out there. Significantly for me, we looked over at the cricket field stand and that is always the last stand to empty because that's where the diodes are and that's where the we will be here forever. That was pre- pretty much empty by the time the fourth goal went in. And I think when we talk about the manner of the defeat and and Rich doesn't know whether it is a lack of effort or a lack of confidence, Burnley fans don't expect to win at home to Arsenal. We don't expect to win a lot of games. What we expect from our players is a fight and a commitment and just to have some pride in their performance. And we did not see any evidence of that in the game. Do you think that's fair as a criticism? And I guess how would you assess the lack of leadership and the lack of effort on the pitch. And I guess whose fault is that? Over to you. <laughs> I mean, it's a difficult collection, isn't it? Um, I mean, I didn't even go to the game because I knew exactly how the game was going to play out. So, and when I was watching the game on a stream, I was like, and it went one nil. I was like, Oh, there you go. And then the second, and then the, the second one, it's a penalty. I mean, if you dive in, then it's a penalty. It was. I have no. Yeah, I have no. Yeah, I, I'm not going to argue it. I was like, how many times have we got two 0 down at half time? Yeah, I think I, I think in every home game this season we've been two 0 down at half time. I think if uh, you want to correct, I can't think of one home game. We've not I shall, been I shall, if only we had a resident statistician who would be able to verify <laughs> yeah. said stuff. I shall get on the case. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we talk about risk and reward football and that's what was really successful for us last year um we got stung the odd time by trying to play out from the back but nine times out of ten we we generated our own opportunity from it but we played this risk and reward football with absolutely no reward no and and we play Amduni and Ramsey because we'd like to take a risk because we'd like to think the reward is at the other end of the pitch and they don't and I think that's where a lot of the frustration comes from because we're not getting anything back. It's like we're sort of risking yeah, this. We're really not, yeah. We're risking this this football and trying to do things in a certain way and it's just not working. We're, I have no idea what the game plan was on Saturday. I don't know if we were trying to sit in in like 4-4-2 and try and hit them on a counter-attack, but you can't really play a counter-attacking style with Aaron Ramsey and Zeki Amdouni in the side. No. Because they don't do the ugly stuff. Well enough. We talked about the we talked about players doing the basics and closing closing down crosses and stuff like that last time we were on, but it's just getting frustrating now. And I think we were all so excited in the summer about what we could potentially do this season. And we all like I'm gonna swear, but f-ing idiots. And I think that's where a lot where my frustration comes from is that I talk to people at work going, Oh yeah, I think we're gonna do really well. And a lot of us all got excited and George George went on Sky Sports and said, we're going to finish in the top 10. We <laughs> did warn like, him about that at the time, by the way. We're all like, George gets very excited. We know that. We, like, he's not in the country at the moment, so we don't have to keep yeah. him under arms. <laughs> and, it's, and it's like, I I wasn't that optimistic, but I was 
quite confident that we would. I thought we'd finish fifteenth, like fourteenth. Yeah, just sort of like yeah. just have that little. We might have to look over our shoulder here and there. We might have to do dodgy run, but I think we'll be fine. Yeah, and it's just been, it's just everything this season has been gone horribly wrong from the recruitment to the results on the pitch to the half-time entertainment to the catering to the communication from the club. Everything's been in absolute shambles and I've no idea what they've done. No. I guess one of the things that's been very apparently, well, obviously missing this season, Robbie, has been a lack of a leader on the pitch. And I think Tom, our Tom, Tom Claret, um, Tom Clary, he's not called Tom Clary, Tom Whittaker. Um, <laughs> Colin by his Twitter name. Um, he he called this out very early this season, and we were all like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. no, 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 it's fine, it's fine." But he knew um, it's fine. Um, it's the lack of a leadership and any strength on the pitch. Um, Josh Brownhill is an incredible human being. He is kind. He is thoughtful. He is clearly a, a really like one of the good ones. He's a good egg of a footballer. He uses his platform yeah. for good. He works within the community. He's been with Burnley a long enough time now to understand us and want to, to leave something in terms of a legacy that the club is spent so long with. But that does not equate to being a leader on the pitch. And he is he's too vocally absent during games. Mm-hmm. He doesn't drive people forward. And even his his interview, he I mean, listen, he was brave enough to come out at the end of that game and and face the press and face the club's interviewers and, and make the team accountable for that performance, which is unbelievably admirable of him, but it didn't fill any of us with confidence. Yeah. And I think well, there isn't anybody else. There isn't a leader in that team. There isn't a Ben Mead, James Tarkovsky. You know, even you know, even Ashley Barnes, who you know what mm-hmm. I mean. He was a leader for a different reason. But we've had characters, and we've always been known for that gritty performance. And there's none of that now. To be fair, like I'm, I'm just looking at our bench against Arsenal. You have Johan Berg-Gudmundsson on there, Charlie Taylor, Jay Rodriguez, Jack Cork. How many Premier League appearances do they all have between them? Lords, like, Lords, yeah. like they should bring be on them the on. Pitch. Yeah, they should be on the pitch. And we're messing around with, oh you know, with, Matt's you know, buzz is like, going to be going off mad this week. <laughs> it's like <laughs> we love, like Wilson or the Bears, like a really good footballer, but you can't rely on players not doing like the basics of the defending against yeah, Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah completely. Like, it's like I can sort of understand when you play like your Fulhams at home that you might take the risk and you play like your Zeki Amdunis and your Ramses together. But when you play in Arsenal and Liverpool, you just can't, you sometimes just got to go, right, like, let's play players who we trust, yeah. who run. And like, you know, Brown Hill's coming for a lot of criticism over the like, last few weeks and rightly so. But like you said, at least he, you sort of know that he does care. Yeah. And it's like, I would rather play like a Gunmanson and a Charlie Taylor in these sort of games because you sort of know they know what it means. It gave me a lift when, when Charlie Taylor came on, actually. It really did. Yeah. Even though I knew and he like was Jared, going to change the game. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Rodriguez comes on and comes and goes sliding into two leg breaking tackles. And it's like, finally, a little bit of something. <laughs> I, know, I mean, we're, we're, we're 5 0 down. But, yeah. It's like, like, finally. Too little, too late. I know. Yeah. Um, Rich, I guess one of the things as well that, that that's come under fire this week as well, and it, it seems to be that a lot of fans have picked up on this. So we're going to come to you for this one because you're our technical guru. There is a there's just a weirdness about team selection and tactics. So this is where we're going to put the ball now in, in company's court. We've talked about the players. Company can fire up his players all he wants. If they don't perform on the pitch or they're too scared to play or they get their job wrong, it's not his fault. He can't do anything about that. 
But some of the things he can do, and there's some elements of this weakness in our side, in our club this season, I'm going to put on, on company's um, door. Tactics and team selections have just been odd right over the past few weeks. I think just Robbie hit the nail on the head. I think playing um, Ramsey, Dal- uh, Ramsey, Amdouni and Odeber in, in your midfield doesn't doesn't work. No. I think you can have one player like that in, in your side who's a luxury player when you're a side like us and, and that would be Odeber. As good as Odeber is, listen, he's, he's a talented, talented young player. He doesn't get, you know, he'll have moments where he's brilliant, but he doesn't get involved in the game or he doesn't trap runners and, and different things like that. Amdouni is a talented player. I, I, I will stand I, I by I love that. him. But Amdouni shockingly low in confidence. Amdouni has got a lot of talent, but he needs to break out the team. Yeah. Same with Bradford, he needs to break out the team. And I think companies doing these young players more harm than good at the moment. The Ramsey selection to me is just a baffling one. I Everybody was kind of like raging at, Ram, uh, at the referee the soft penalty that was given against Ramsey and against Villa sorry and I was like you know fair enough but why is Ramsey taking a touch yeah. in his own box he did exactly the same against Liverpool yeah maybe got a knock on the shin but again he's taking a touch Ramsey isn't ready for the Premier League yet I've not seen enough of him to know how how talented he is Aston Villa fans rate him I know he had a good spell at Middlesbrough he's clearly a championship player so while we're sending like Zaruri and Roberts on loan, he should have been a player that should have been sent on loan, in my opinion, this January yeah, to play. Yeah. And what then doesn't help is you've got a player who's not quite ready playing out of position. We've signed all these wingers and you've ended up with a central player or an attacking midfield player playing out wide. And and that's where you're just a little bit, you know, confused. Um, Tr- Trafford's going to be a very good goalkeeper, but again, he's not ready. He's not physical enough for the level. But I think stumping, uh, I think company's too stubborn that he, he won't make those changes. He won't admit that. Do you know what? Maybe it's time to bring Murich in. Maybe it's time to... Is that an ego thing, Rich, do you think? Yeah, 100%. I think he's got an ego to him. I think he's so stubborn in his ways. He'd rather go down with... He'd, he'd rather go down with his ego and his philosophy, if, even if that meant failing, than kind of like changing it a little bit to win. And I think that, that's, that's something... not going to warm him to Burnley fans, though, Rich, because that will get us annoyed. Well, it, well, it hasn't. We want to win. Listen, yeah. in an, I think football now, every, you know, you look at what West Ham fans, are, you know, they want David Moyes out and you see the banners and different things. I think you've got to be careful what, what you wish for sometimes. You know, I think we're in a world now where there's a lot, a lot more style over, sub, over, stub, uh, over substance. Yeah, um, I agree. And I think that's definitely the case with football. And, and for me, it's about winning. I there's some people that said that we shouldn't have sat Daesh. I, I disagree with that. I think the time. Oh, it was time. Yeah, end. it was time. Yeah. But for me, you look at what like Rob Edwards and his philosophy. I think Tom might have mentioned this in a podcast before. I thought it was a really good point. He he likes to play like attacking and open football, but he's gone to Luton and he's and he's changed his ways because that's what you need to play in the Premier League. And, and I they're going to survive. It has been the same (laughs) formation from game one to whatever, you know, till this game. It's been your your bat four where you're kind of your two two holding, well, not two holding midfielders, two central midfielders, a number 10, two wingers and one striker. Why not try and change it? Change the formation a little bit. Try something a little bit different. Does he have the ability, Rich? Does he have the, does he have it in the armoury, in his armoury? No, well, of course you'd like, it's not hard to go fat. Like Palace last night, they went five at the bat. They wanted a draw. They got a draw. Yeah. It was a terrible game, but they got a draw. So sometimes you've you've got to change and you've got to manipulate the team. So when you're playing at home against Luton, 
you're probably okay to play Amdouni as a number 10. But when you're playing at home against Arsenal, maybe you've got to have a bit more of a secure midfield, midfield free, maybe bring a Cullen or a Cork in. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where I am with him. He's just kind of like, he's not willing to change anything in order to help Burnley get points. It's all about his CV and his... I don't like to use the word ego because I don't I don't know him well enough, but I think he just has got this style and he's thinking in his career beyond. And the way football is now because of that style over substance, he will get another job in a, a, a really good club and because he's a big name. If yeah. his name was Robbie Kopak or Richard Steele, there'd be no way he'd be still in a job. No. If he wasn't facing well, company, there's no way. There's no but, other, and he's not getting called out in the in the press either because of his friends in 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 the broadcasters as well. Like he's no, not probably, under any pressure from anybody. I don't think he's getting called out, but Burnley are getting called out. Like she, I that's think not I can't fair. Agree with, well, they go hand in hand, don't they? I think a little bit. I think a little bit. Um, I I know what you mean though, but like Paul Hecking Heckingbottom lost towards. They got battered. They got rid of him. Now. Sacking him after Arsenal. Sacking him at this stage probably is not going to do any good. Maybe I'm kind of at a point where I'm like, we're not actually that far away. Seven points is it's a it's a good gap, but it, but it's not it's not something we can't claw back if we get a few wins on the board. We sat Dice in a similar point of the season, so why not maybe sat company? It'll be it'll be else. nine if Luton win if Luton win their game in hand, it'll be nine. Yeah, of course it'll be more points, it, yeah. but you know, that's all ifs and buts. They've still got to win that game in hand, haven't they? And who knows, like Everton and Forest could still get more points deductions. So and I know that's up in the air a little bit. So I just think his will his unwillingness to change the formation, to change more personnel is 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 unusual. And that I think every single fan on Twitter, when you see at Odeber and Amdouni and Ramsey starting in the midfield, you knew what was going to happen. It was just yeah. so obvious. You just so knew what was going to happen. Um yeah. and kind of that's and like I, I keep saying it. Somebody disagreed with me on Twitter. Playing that high line game after game after game against top teams is just ridiculous. And so and I keep going on about it. Just so that doesn't take any genius coaching, just drop 20 yards a little yeah. bit, especially in the first 20 minutes, half an hour, and then grow into the get game. Get to half time and just yeah, get, keep you know, be in the game keep, at half time. The game for longer and the game yeah. naturally opens up. Like you've got like <laughs> I seen a stat that O'Shea was one of the quickest players in the Prem and which was a mad one. I, I, I don't know who's got that speed, but um, maybe the Metropolitan Police have got it trying to, trying to get people done. But uh, yeah, and it's like, but you've, you've got like players playing on the halfway line. So then if they give the ball away or they don't quite make that tackle, you've just got so much space in behind and you're just like, oh, here we yeah, go Yeah, it's really hard. I can see it me happening. I'm watching it because where I sit in the James Argus offer, and I can see what's going to happen because of the way we're pressing. And I'm like, if we don't win the ball here, we're knackered. And it happens and, time. Oh, look, um, we're 1-0 down. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, it so. is. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. 
Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. I think I think that what he's talking about there, Robert, it's very much it doesn't you don't need to be a, a strong tactician. You don't need to have played the game lots to see these things and to see the opposite, which makes it even more baffling that the coaching staff and the, the manager don't change these things when it's obvious to everybody else. What's now happened, and we talked about this at the the upset of, of the sorry, the, the upshot of the show was there's been a change this weekend. The atmosphere at the ground has gone very toxic it wasn't just a case of but yeah you knew that the, the team were going to get booed heavily at the end it was fans leaving they could, it's like the it's like the fans had lost it there there's a toxic atmosphere there are question marks about the board there are calls for company to to be sacked now listen i i went i basically declared where I stood with this on, on Twitter, those who follow me on social media at the weekend, and I said I thought it was time for him to go. Um, I've been thinking it for a couple of weeks, and it tipped me over the edge at the weekend. Maybe I've softened a little bit post the mm. game when I've slept on it. I think it probably does make sense to keep him now and give him 10 games next season. But fans fighting among themselves, and I think one thing that was really obvious, for some unbeknown reason, the Burnley content creators across us, across Turfcast, across the, from the Be All and from uh, Vizier, the YouTubers, anybody who puts himself out there to make fan-led contact, we were getting pelters from fans. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. there was, and which is an absolute nonsense because this is a group of fans who just love the game and want to do something that they love for free. I might add, <laughs> you're getting charged for it, and to, we're taking abuse from from other fans. This whole mess that this season has caused has just created a divide and a bitterness and for me undone all the progress we, we made last season and I don't know how, where you sit in that yeah I mean uh I don't really know where to start but look we all have opinions and we you know even us in like in the in the whatsapp chat will agree with each other and disagree with each other but it's like respectful and logical and stuff like that like I have no problem with people not having the same opinion as me but same. Yeah. Not, I, I, I don't understand like why people go abuse like abusive like if someone like says if I say something on Twitter and then someone replies calling me a I'm not going to no, go, right. oh, 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 sorry. Oh, so sorry, let problem. me change my mind. What you want me to say? Yeah, sorry. No. Oh, just, yeah, you called me that, so that's going to yeah. make me change my mind. Come like, at me with a reasoned and balanced debate and we will yeah, talk. Just, yeah, just be, like, uh, uh, give me some logic as to why, um, and that's fine. But yeah, it's just been a really weird season. But even like the company out stuff, I'm, I am I, I don't know where I sit. I'm, I'm losing patience, though. I'm losing patience for the whole with like Zeki I'm doing I I've defended Zeki I'm doing it all season. But that performance on Saturday, I it, the patience is wearing very thin. <laughs> um and that's where I, I sit with company. I'm I'm like I want to be company in, but I'm really struggling where to start in terms of why we should be. I guess. Okay, let me put this question to you then, Robbie. Everybody's saying 
he is the best person to get us out of the championship next season. No mm. doubt. I think the championship will be harder next season than it was last season, but he still should with the budget we've got, the players I hope we keep hold of, that we won't keep hold of all of them. I think we'll lose half mm -hmm. of them. But with the players in the squad that he should have now and be able to get back and new players next season with the, the transfer budget we've got, um, we should do very well in the championship. But let me put this question to you. Are you already happy about company going back up again the season after and trying it again? That's it. Assuming he's still with Wait. us. To me, I'm that's more, a no. I mean, I don't know what our squad will be. Because like... Next year. We've got, yeah, because like Benson and Zorori aren't going to want to play for us again. Nope. Go, and Josh Cullen so. and, yep, and Murich, so. and Murich and like so we're gonna have to you, you would imagine two I think God knows how many would leave so like let's hypothetically well I'll tell you who's gonna... Odebear, Burge Foster Sander Burge those four will go yeah so then Polly O'Shaw stay because he's injured yeah so then we need to sign four more but then Benson Zorori are likely to leave Josh Cullen won't hang around Murich won't hang around so then you you then you're looking at oh, somebody might come in for Trafford actually yeah and then you're going to have to do another squad overhaul again and which like, makes just, the three year plan a nonsense Robbie yeah so I, that's I just I don't I don't know where I sit I don't know whether you just completely just write it off and this but it's like I can't even watch highlights of us when we were good last year anymore Oh, no, no, that's it, sad. Uh, no, that's yeah, all I watch like, now. <laughs> yeah, you know, like you know, when like you come across like you, I, I don't know, like like an X, like on on your phone, it's like, oh Christ, get rid of that, and it's like, oh, I can't believe I love that person. Get rid, go away. I think I think you've <laughs> got to be thankful for what happened last season. Last season was I amazing, agree. and and I think to to get the points we did in the football we played. Yeah was fantastic and listen company's got to get a lot of credit for that he's a young manager and he's got a lot wrong and he's too stubborn we all know stubborn people and he's very very stubborn and he's got it and he's just got it wrong but i don't think you can well this you know this is what we're talking about i don't agree with robbie there but i'm not going to call him uh mm. stolen so yeah, <laughs> you know can people <laughs> some you know on on twitter at the moment like <laughs> The amount of people who are just abusive to other people is just yeah. ridiculous. And you know what? It's in real hooliganism. Life, they it's football and, hooliganism. And, and, but in real life, they wouldn't say boo to a goose because most of them hide behind a profile. Hide, hide behind a profile. That's yeah. not a, a face of themselves. So if you're one of these people who do that, just stop being. Just, just, just. If you disagree with someone, and I know everyone's emotions are high, but just, 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 just be respectful about it because yeah. we're not because because we do a podcast doesn't mean we're right. We give up it our definitely own doesn't time. mean we're right. <laughs> no, and we have an opinion on it. You know, it doesn't mean that we're right. No. Uh, we don't even agree with each other half the time, but that's why that's why we've got the team that we've got. Because you don't want just, to produce a content. Well, that's got that, that, that's what's amazing thing. about football, isn't it? Everybody has different, you know, opinions on it, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and how we play the game. One thing I, you mentioned, Ernest, was that three year plan. Now, the more <laughs> you that's just classic propaganda from the club. Yeah, I think it's so too. Yeah. I don't believe and, it anymore. I I'm I'm with Robbie where I'm like I do not know where I stand. I'm 50-50. I'm kind of like not completely giving up hope of staying up this season because Luton are points. great. We have yeah. got a better squad than Luton. There's points deductions. I'm like, there's how many games are left? I've not got my phone on me. So, so well, I have 13, 11, no, like, 12. There's still a there's still a lot of football to be played. You know, there's a lot of football games to be played. So 
you know, to me, have, we, have we given up completely? Yeah. You know, maybe well, that's it, my it looks main... like it on Saturday we'd given up Rich. Well, maybe that's the way I am. I I don't want to give up 13 games hope. left. You know, I don't want to give up hope because as unlikely as it is, you win your like, you know, you you win your next two games and it's six points. You're like, well, you never no, you never, you know, because that's what football can be. You know, you have turnarounds and all of a sudden, you know, United went from being the worst ever United team to all of a sudden they're only three points behind Spurs after a really good month. I don't think we will do it, by the way. I'm not naive and I'm not silly. But We've lost give... 18 games out of 25, Rich. <laughs> I don't think we will. St- but what? But my point is, do we sack him now and have a go? And have a realistic go? Because mm. there is no guarantees of going up in that championship next season. No, there really isn't. There is absolutely no. There's going to be... I think there's going to be one of Everton or Forest. One of, one of them, they're going to get more points deductions. So I think one of them will go down. That makes them very strong. You've got Leicester... Leicester or and one of Leeds or Southampton will go up automatically. Yeah. Let's say one of them two doesn't got one of them two of Leicester and say a Southampton don't go up. They'll be very strong. You've got a, still a very strong Ipswich side there. West Brom's getting a takeover. Mm-hmm. Hull are flying at the moment. They're putting some money into mm-hmm. it. So it, it'll and be And you've still got Watford, team. Norwich. You've got the people that are... Uh, yeah, you've know, you yeah. got your bigger yeah. clubs in there. You know, Portsmouth are going to come up and Derby's going to come up. So you don't know what they're... Well, looking that way. So you don't know what they're going to do. Possibly Derby. So... I'm kind of like, why are we giving up with 13 games left? So, I'm, you know, if we keep company, we'll go down. So maybe that's where I'm at. I'm like, you know what? What what harm is it going to do getting yeah. rid of him? Yeah. And like Robbie said, there's been so many uh, there's been so many bridges that's been burned. The way he's man, what my major worry is, right? It's not actually some of the tactics and stuff like that. It's the way he's man managed people this season has been terrible. Yeah, really. The way he's man, man, you know, that's Dice. Dice was loyal to his players, maybe too yeah. loyal at times. But over a long period of time, when you're loyal to people, you do get results. You might suffer a bit in the short term, but you know, it's going back to the recruitment. You know, we didn't need all this match, yeah. match change again. We just need, you know, and you're telling nobody can tell me, and I think no Burnley, and I think nobody will disagree with me on this. Benson is a better wide option than what Aaron Ramsey is. And this yeah, and that's yeah. not a dig of Ramsey. Not having, yeah, I'm not having that yeah. at all. Yeah. So and they've not and that's what that's what bothers me really. It's almost like Yeah, when we didn't get the core loanies from last season, we didn't get Teller Matson and Taylor Harwood Bellis. It was like I don't know something I don't know if that changed it. And it was like, well, we've not got the core of the, of the team, so we might as well just have wholesale changes. And I don't know whether there were panic signings mm. or whether but it's like if we'd, I, I genuinely believe if we'd brought those three back, you would have seen a completely different season this season. And kept Murich, let Murich, and that's another thing as well. Murich isn't necessarily the answer. And I Murich think we forget. He deserved his spot. He deserved, yeah, that's the And thing. if he was poor after 10 games and he wasn't quite good Absolutely. enough, then that's fine. Yeah. I've got no umbrage with Connor with the Connor Roberts situation because he gave him a chance and Roberts was poor. Yeah, I agree. So that was fine. Uh, he had to go. But like Benson, Zaruri, they've just not been given a proper goal. Nope. It's like Cullen mm. had a bad start and he's now he's not been given a goal. He's stuck yeah. with someone like O'Shea, who I've been critical with. And you know what, fair play to O'Shea, he's got better. Do I still think he's quite a Premier League level defender? No. No, I'm but he hasn't. Imp- uh, he's the only one that's improved. Alice and Everton were putting out last night, who are our competitors, and he's not as good as that level. Okay. But he has got better and that's what people can do. They get better with playing more. And... Does the Zaruri and Benson one, who were two fantastic players last season, 
And you're not telling me them two with a good run of games could have stepped up and had a go at adapting to this level. I'm yeah, not. Yeah, they never I'm got a chance. That. They never got a chance. In the, um, yeah. so, sorry, just jump in. In the uh, BLN podcast, uh, they mentioned like a stat that Matt Lawton played more minutes in the Championship last season than what Manuel Benson's played in the Premier League this season, which is unbelievable. No, mental. shut up. I know. I, 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 completely, I completely forgot that Matt Lawton was even a Burnley player last season. I thought he'd gone yeah. in the summer and, before he even... Yeah, that, that's on the back of companies saying that everyone's had their fair crack this season. Oh, do you know what? I think that was the final straw for me when I saw that in the interview. I was just like, do you know what? I've got no respect for you right now. I've got no respect for our manager right now. He is absent. He is... He's not doing anything to try and form and repair his bond with his fans. He's making mistakes left, right and centre. His ego's taking over. And I'm just like, you know what? Why should you have my support mm. right now? This in company we trust? No. It's just weird that you all like sign new deals though as well. Like, we talked about it before, mm. like Benson's always signed new deals. Josh Collins signed a new deal as well. That's just that's just to get them their sale like, their resale value in the summer up. That's all that's for. Yeah, yeah he's obviously going to so, sell them in the weird. summer, so it's done. So it's, just, it, it's just a bit bizarre. Okay. But they sign uh, like five year deals though as well, which Yeah, but that like, it, if they it, sign yeah. like contract extensions and stuff like that, like Josh Brownhill's out of contract in the summer, we'll probably activate his twelve month option we have and so we don't have to lose him for nothing. Yeah. Okay. Where I am with company, let's say on Saturday he puts Cork in, Cullen in, maybe check and say like puts Murich in goal. I think people go, Do you know what, fair play. Yeah. You're having a go and you're trying to do something different. I change Goes more four four two, or goes more of a four five one, or for you know maybe plays with wing backs and gets three centre halves in to try and shore up the defence. That's why I, I wasn't too critical after that Luton defeat when he brought five on at the back. Yeah, because at least he was trying something when we was under pressure. So I think yeah. that's where I'm at with company. If he starts in the next few games to try and play a little bit differently, try and be a bit more pragmatic, change the shape in the team, I go. Do you know what? Fair play, but I don't think he will, and that's where I'm at at the moment. And I don't trust him if we get back in the Premier League. So I don't, mm-hmm. that's Same. where I'm at that's with him. So one word answer to finish off the podcast and then we'll wrap this up. Do you sack company? Stick or twist, basically. Stick or sack, one word, Robbie. Twist. Sack. That's sack fun. because I don't want to give up on this season with 13 games to go. Yeah, it's too, yeah. It's too. There's still a lot, there's pretty much a third of the season to go. Yeah, agreed. More than a third. Yeah, I'm the same sack well listeners that is all we have time for my thanks as ever go to everybody who has contributed to make this podcast to my colleagues rich and robbie for joining me on this week's episode and getting their thoughts out there and getting that off their chest to producer matt for editing and knitting all of this together and to the entire known and ever team for giving us the material that we need to create this podcast and deliver it to you listeners it's going to be a difficult season it's probably going to end in relegation we'll be delighted to hear your thoughts do drop us a line on the usual social media channels and let us know what you think and in the meantime support your fellow clarets support the content creators be kind this is going to be a difficult season and way 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 long after alk have left and vincent company's left we the fans will still be here i've been natalie bromley this has been the non and ever podcast until next time the Known and Ever podcast is brought to you in association with the TalkSport Fan Network. Our host and editor is Natalie Bromley and the show is produced by Matt Moss. Our resident statistician is Dave Roberts and our FPL expert is Adam Dennett. The analysis show team is collectively Tom Whitaker, Rich Steele, George Poole, Charlotte Rigby and Adam Dennett. 
Our music is provided by George Gaskell and our newsletter team is headed up by Jamie Smith. If you don't already, you can subscribe to our newsletter by visiting nonenever.substack.com. Thanks as ever go to our partners, TalkSport. We are proud to be associated with the TalkSport fan network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.